to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they make you want to hoot or holler from man-made lake to if i had a million dollars we're it's all been done the podcast he has more important things to do it's my co-host evan he is what puts us to the test he is what makes lemons lose their zest it's my co-host saker is it just my walking by them is it just no, my... it's a, you, you have that little microplane oh, that you I have keep. A <laughs> yeah, and you oh, just okay. do it right into the trash. Okay. <laughs> I never think of that as lemons losing their zest. I think of it as them Having... doing what they were put on this earth to do. You know what I mean? You just zest them and throw them away. You don't even use, don't even, it's not worth the squeeze. I don't, hey, sometimes it's you saying worth the squeeze. You know That's what I'm saying? What I'm Maybe. Saying. Oh, hey, stone. Why do people say that if it's not worth it? It's you saying worth the squeeze. What a great. Great metaphor. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Have you ever had like a, I'm trying to think of like a fruit that doesn't have much juice in it. Uh, like strawberries. Oh. like to juice a strawberry. <laughs> juice ain't worth the squeeze there. Because, you know, you've got like the, I remember back in the day when you had like a, the orange juicer mm-hmm. and it was like a little plastic we or glass thing. Yeah. I mean, or now they've got the little squeeze ones. You can smush them. Oh, okay. Really good for like limes and stuff. But like, I don't know. I don't think you get much juice from a strawberry. I feel like strawberry, homemade strawberry juice would be... <laughs> would be 60% juice and 40% sweat. Pulp. Just like yeah, yeah, your no just your hand, whatever like oils, essential oils are coming out of your body. What's the driest fruit? Oh my god, great question. I'd say a banana, banana. doesn't have a whole lot of juice the in it. Thing is like you get bananas are like in every juice cuz I think it bulks it out. Yeah. But they don't like they don't like squeeze it. They blend it up. But it's it, pretty dry. It it is. It turns into mush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course dry things don't turn into mush. Dry things turn into powder. powder. So what's a fruit that turns, turns into, into powder? powder? <laughs> Hold on. I think we're about to stumble onto another million <laughs> yeah. dollar idea here. Just imagine like a fruit that when you put it in your mouth it just sucks all the moisture <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a fun fruit. In Soviet Russia, fruits juice you. Would it be a tangy fruit or a sweet fruit? Mm. Or I, I feel like something tart. Okay. Because okay. like, I can imagine you like pucker. It's tart, tart and powder. Pu- yeah. So it's just the uh, mm. the fucking uh, fun dip is what we're <laughs> inventing. <laughs> like the the stuff that's on uh, warheads. Yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, super sour ones. Whatever acid it is. Oh, citric acid. Citric acid. Powder. Just citric acid. I've got my partner got a. We were at like some fucking bake shop or something and he mm-hmm. got a little container of citric acid mm-hmm. and i'm like what are we going to use this for and he's like oh i got a million uses for it still sitting there two years oh, later. okay i thought it I'm was not complaining but like i always want to like take a little dip of that and just see what it's like oh, i'm sure It'd probably be, be horrible you should be adding it to drinks i don't nobody i think all my friends are sweetie boys like if That's... i've made if I made a drink tartar i've had requests to make them less tart because i used to add like lemon juice in my mixers to sure. like to bring because like Mixed drinks to me are like teeth, like grindingly sweet. Yeah. So I always like try and tart them up a little bit because I'm like, I want to balance the flavors. And my friends are like, no, fuck you. Make it sweeter. Yeah. (laughs) More sugar. So let's come up with other alternative uses for citric acid without consulting the internet. Okay. What could you do with something that makes things sour? Burn somebody with it. You could burn somebody with it. Yeah. (laughs) While they're sleeping, just like put it in their their bed. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Hold their eyes open and just sprinkle it in. Oh yeah. You could keep a, keep a handful in your pocket. And then when you get like assaulted on the street, like you do yep. you just whip a handful of citric acid at somebody yep yep for our it's a uh, non, it's a non-lethal uh defense <laughs> citric acid that's why i always keep warheads with keep me it, at all times uh, keep it in your mouth and then, just spit it that's not bad oh shit just walk around with a whenever i go to easton from now on i'm just gonna walk around with some citric acid in my mouth that's not bad i like that for okay the, cool for our listeners easton is a giant shopping mall near us mm-hmm. that occasionally has shootings 
Yeah, more than, I would say probably once a week there's a shooting. Hey, all of our Canadian and British listeners, yeah. America rules. Well, especially Ohio, where you're allowed to carry a gun anywhere. Yeah, good times. But this is why we need citric acid. Yeah. You know what I mean? What if you I have, like... I feel like citric acid's going to get you shot What if you had a, a blunderbuss, but instead uh, of powder, you packed it with citric, citric acid. acid? That's not That's a good idea. one. That would... You get citric acid scars yeah. <laughs> from the war. <laughs> I'm sure citric acid is an ingredient in... Some mustard gassy sort yeah, of. Yeah, I was feeling like you could aerate it or something like that. Yeah, crush we it up. got citric gas. <laughs> no, we got, uh, I think we told this story on the podcast before, where we got fumigated. Oh, we got fumigated, yeah. yeah. But that wasn't citric acid. That was like chlorine. That was we got chlorine gas. gassed. That's so that right. took like five years off of our lifespan. But you know what? <laughs> Worth every fucking minute of it going down those <laughs> so water, going down fun. those indoor water slides, baby. Uh, we should break into there sometime, that closed down that water park. terrifying. Does it? Yeah, I mean, because it, it's like closed down it's like a condemned water park indoor <laughs> water park i drive by it sometimes yeah and it just looks it looks really scary none of the water would be running none that of the water would be... running everything is probably full of mildew at this point oh that's true well interesting interesting you can buy it though it's for sale that would be fun though i feel like it would just be fun to own if i were a millionaire i would just buy it and then maybe go down a slide once and then like drag the whole time because there's no water and then a middle piece of the slide falls out and i kill myself yeah that'd be really fun yeah or like you don't kill yourself you just get hurt really bad but you go to the hospital and they're like we can't save him he's got some sort of like flesh-eating bacteria oh shit oh like a special yeah. bacteria that you can only get from fort rapids there's 100 percent necrotizing fasciitis that's the one they were trying to fight with all that chlorine and the citric acid and the citric course. acid and when they go to when you go to the hospital the doctors force feed you ivs full of citric acid i feel like citric acid would be disinfectant right like it's an probably. acid so it probably kills yeah uh like bacteria yeah you could spread it on stuff probably. like toast what would be the worst thing to put citric acid on hmm, certainly not toast like a steak that would be pretty it's whatever you paid a lot of money for <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, like just... wagyu beef fucking marbled steak yeah just set it on your would you like some citric acid so <laughs> um is that what we do here <laughs> yes but the alternate could be like maybe you like like uh, tenderize the steak with it. Oh, probably. Because I've seen like where you can do it with like baking powder or baking soda or something like that. You put the you. Then what do you do? Wash it off. Yeah, wash it off. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, they're they're salty stuff. Both baking powder and baking soda are, are salts, so yeah. you're not like changing. The, you're just salting your steak, kind of. Yeah. Not you're not aciding, citricing your steak. It would be a fun experiment, though. You should give it a try. Buy a cheap steak, cover it in citric acid, see if it tenderizes it, and then eat the steak and report back to us next episode and tell me how it is. You got it. Okay, great. Thank it's you. Done. It's done. It's done. It's wow, done. Wow, that was quick. All right. You didn't even need well, that. Well, listeners don't know, but we uh we a week has passed between. We that take now. breaks in between every sentence of this <laughs> podcast because we have to think we're of new material. Old. We're just old. We are old too. The, I mean, because we've got too much time almost. Speaking of that, Evan, let's talk about this week's song. Beep, 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 oh shit! Hold on. We got some very <laughs> good news first. Do you? Uh, no, I have nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> You can't do the drop and then not have anything to go after it. The, All right, make this, up a piece this, of very good this news. This just in. We've got enough time. Great, great piece of very good news. I thought Jim would have gone on a shooting spree at the Mall of America. They can't. They're Canadians. That's right. Jim they, would go on like a like strangling spree. I feel like Jim's a strangler. He's got those strong base hands. Here's an email from our friend Gondo. 
Gondo says, in which way would the Bare Naked Ladies become serial killers? <laughs> what would be their weapon of choice? James a strangler. James a serial strangler. I feel like Tyler is a bone crusher. Like, he gets a hold of you in like a bear hug, and then he just, like, Squeezes. he just gets, like, oh, I just anac- my teeth. I got so excited about <laughs> Anacondas you until your bones are, like, fucking powder. That's exactly it's like the police walk in, and there's, like, fucking new guys vomiting in the corner, and there's just a, <laughs> there's just a body that has no bones in it. They've all been... <laughs> just a pile of paste. Yeah. yeah that's disgusting. Because he takes his time, too. Yeah, oh, for And he sure. crushes every part of you. Yeah. Um, Kev's a serial poisoner. Ed will crash a plane into wherever you are. (laughs) Okay, Ed's just a 9-11 terrorist. That's what we're doing here. Okay, I like it. I mean, I guess it's terrorist. I mean, he's attacking a civilian, but only a specific civilian, right? Mm -hmm. Because he he doesn't want to be a mass murderer. Oh, okay. Okay. So he does plane strikes on single people at a time. So he only, like, hits them in the forest or somewhere where there's no people around. Right, yeah. he, 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 So what he does is he aims the plane at you, then parachutes out. Okay, got you, got you. They call him the hike killer. Nope. <laughs> the hike planestress. I'm trying to think yeah. of a way to combine the word hike and the word airplane and the word killer. This is a triple pun. Those are difficult. The, the aerial w- assassin. You fucking got it, bro. You fucking got it. Yeah. And then Steve, of course, being the most American of the Bernicke ladies, is a shooter. Yeah, he's I a mean, sh- he just straight sure. up shoots people. Yeah, he gets up in a clock tower and just, yeah, 100%, you know. Yeah, 100%. He's like, he's like, okay, I'm going to be performing at the um, Delaware Zucchini Fest. Uh-huh. And then he just comes and they're like, oh, do you need a stone to pack your guitars? Like, nope. No. He just comes with like a gun. <laughs> oh, this is it. <laughs> yeah. This is the one festival where he's decided he's had enough. He's like, he's like yeah, could, where's, where's your highest Where's your highest point here? Oh, in Delaware? Well, that would be the... Uh, <laughs> It'll be the top of uh, the burger joint. Or yeah. What's that fucking burger place called? It's just called like Big Good Burger. Big Man. Good. All the of the burger, places. It's called the Burger Inn. There, I remember. Okay. I got right. there. I got there. Yeah, that's good. Um, but it is time to talk about this week's song because we haven't enough time. I'd like to sit and talk with you. Terrific. This is like just so silly. Talk with you. All right. Our song this week is called Enough Time. And if you've got enough time to listen to a sample, listeners. Don't. Just <laughs> something. Do anything else with your life. I've got one for you. I'd love to sit and talk a while and hear all about your life. I want to know how you Okay. Fit. Here we go, baby. Enough time. Now we're getting into it. We're past the singles at oh, this point. fuck this. We finished up the important tracks on the album. Now we're getting to a Kev song. <laughs> of course, Ed songs are the singles. You are Kev number one stan. You and I Harry Poppy Kev. are the Kev number one stan. Yes. So tell me about Enough Time insofar as you reflected upon I think it. I described it to you yesterday, so I'm just going to repeat myself. So it's like... When you have like a favorite fast food restaurant that's not local, like an In-N-Out Burger or something, uh, or a like Jack in the Box, a, ja- a, a Jack in the Box, sure, or something like that, and uh, you've you've you're on a vacation and you're like, oh shit, that's a cookout. I want to go get a banana chocolate fart milkshake, mm-hmm. and uh, um, so you drive there. I mean, you're you're out of thing. You're like, oh fuck, I can't. I love these milkshakes. They're so good, and you get it, and it's just like sawdust. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a rare treat that disappoints. Yeah, like. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say Kev songs are a rare treat. So this is, this is more like... At a, this point, yeah. I'm, I'm driving down to Cincinnati. I'm passing a Sonic. Oh, I like Sonic. Okay. All right. Something, and so, yeah. So I'll stop there. I'll get it. And it's just like crushed ice and uh, citric acid. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> because like, this was just... I mean, 
Fuck, man, this is a bad song. Not a great one. It's not a great one. Like, it's a meditation on life from, like, a 50-something. And, like, guess what? Kev seems like he has a fuck ton of time. Yeah, he certainly does. I mean, he puts down an album every 37 minutes. (laughs) If he stopped for a minute, he could have enough time. Puts on, like, fucking puppet shows with the children's (laughs) theater. Like, seems like he gets to do literally everything he wants. Supports indigenous art, goes to court, and, like, fucker has infinite time. Yeah. Like, I get it, like... You know the specter, the looming specter of his cancer returning is a you know adds a, adds a little bit of in, in, insecurity to the mix. Sure. But at the same time, fucker's doing his, everything he wants. He has I'm enough sure, money to do whatever he wants. You know he has a a, a daughter with special needs as well, which I'm okay. sure takes a lot of time out of his schedule. But at the same time, I think you're right. He does a lot. He could do a little less and have, especially when you are a multi millionaire platinum selling artist, right? At that point. It becomes your onus to take the time for yourself. This is self-care. Kev, if you're <laughs> listening to this song right now, you need to take a little time for yourself. Um, the, did you listen to the track-by-track track for this where yeah. they broke it down? Yeah. Time is a universal theme that is irresistible for a song fighter. A song uh, fighter? A songwriter. Song what would yeah. a song fighter be like? I don't know, man. That would be interesting. Hmm. I think it's just... It's just a noise project. Like, it's just, you put on fight. your... Sure. You I have a lot of friends who are song fighters, I think. All right, yeah. cool. Um, it was written, he said, in 2016, which makes this a At his cottage. fake nudes outtake that somehow slipped by on Detour de Force. I know, he's like, I had to check my voicemail to find out. I and know. Like, Fuck, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, bud? Literally, it feels bad. Yeah. This is a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. He is just like, Fake Nudes wasn't a great album, and this is an outtake from an album that didn't even make it onto the B-side. And then Ty, like, tr- Tyler tries to, like, save it a little bit. He's like, yeah, it's actually kind of like a, you know, playfully makes fun of everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, it kind of makes fun of us. Like, yeah, we'd love to, like, write a song that would heal the world, but, you know, we just don't have enough time. Ha <laughs> ha. And, like, he, like, gives it, like, a gives a glimmer of insight into the song that's, like, useful. And Kev's like, no, actually, it is, <laughs> it is, this is the song that'll heal the world. I'm like... Fuck off, Kev. Yeah. Fucking no, dumb think, shit. I think Kev was trying to buy into it. He's like, yeah, we'd love to make a song of the heal of the world, but we don't have enough time. But he said, he said, in a way, this song is that song in a way. He's saying, in a way, this song is the song that will heal the world. Is, you think that's what he was saying? It felt like it to me. I think he was saying that this song is the song that the characters in the song are saying, we would sing you this, but we don't have enough time. He's saying, well, guess what? This is the song that resulted from that conversation of the characters within the song. We'd like to play you another song to help your heart feel like a song that can heal this troubled world that you can sing to yourself at night. But we haven't got time. No, 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 we haven't got enough. I, it's, it's fucking obtuse as shit none of it makes sense kev is just fucking spinning out into like infinity. my notes are like a song to heal this troubled world quote and then my note is and what would that be kevin what would that song be well i think i think in a lot Got a of high opinion of yourself dipshit in a lot of ways he's meditating on like you know i wish i wish i had inf- you know if i were if i had infinite time you i would make that you song. would waste it well, sure, of course you would, but I mean that's the point of having too much, like having a little time. But I you... think that's the the metaphor of this song is we never have enough time. Like even if I had enough time in the world, I wouldn't have enough time to make a song that would heal the world. You know what I mean? Uh, ability, you wouldn't have enough ability to heal. The world. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Talking about even Kev, even Kev, my even favorite... your little boy. Yeah, I mean Jerome came close <laughs> to healing the world. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just think it's it is he's saying that. You know, there's never enough time. 
right? Even if I had enough time, it wouldn't be enough time. I know what he's saying. I just think it's facile. <laughs> it is. It is fucking uh, freshman year um, uh, philosophy class. I feel shit, like right. Like it's yeah. it's something that he feels like is deep. When you're right, in reality, it's like, yeah, okay, everybody knows this. You're just saying it out loud. And I know he's capable of more. And I think of all the BNL songwriters, I guess, saying like Jim, Steve, Ed, and Kev, I think Kev has been the biggest disappointment to me. Because Ed, I expect, you know, I I know what to expect from Ed. Kev, he is capable of such heights for me. You must know the highest peaks to know the lowest valleys. Well, he's showing me the lowest valleys. And he's been (laughs) doing... Hey, check this out. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. This is a crevasse. (laughs) Get inside. Yeah, I don't Get in the hole, Evan. And he buries you. I think he marries you? He buries you. I thought that was... I'm sorry, buries you. Buries you, yeah. Um, Let's kind of go through... There are three verses in this song. And three... Well, the there are 32 lines in this song, 16 of which are, we haven't got enough time. Some variation of you or we haven't got enough time. Okay. So it's a true those. it's a true Keb song. Separate those, because they're very different ideas. So different. <laughs> okay. When it's you and when it's we. Okay. Because when it's me, that feels different. You know what I'm saying? It hits different. Like McDonald's Sprite, it hits different. <laughs> okay, guys. Citric acid in there. The first verse is about a man who can't get to know his friends... Uh, the second verse is about a man who's working too much to enjoy his free time. And the third verse is a band who doesn't have enough time to play another song. Yeah, okay. I wish this was their final song that they did in concert. I wish and they then had they left. Would, yeah. Like Von Trapp style. Just like every they leave the stage one by one. <laughs> like I haven't got enough time. And then Tyler leaves the stage. And that would be so fun. So fun. Before their encore, they need to do this song. That would be a time when it would be okay. Right? Right, buddy? I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at the, but it's such a fucking wet fart to end on. Yeah, oh, 100%, which is why they have an encore. Not even a wet fart, a dry fart. Yeah. What what song do they end on now? Crying Wilson? Crying Wilson. I don't know. Yeah. It's Crying Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really understand any of the, I guess the second verse I understand. The first verse, I don't know if he knows the people or doesn't know the people yet. Because he wants to hear all about your life and how your family's doing which feels like old friends and your your wife and how you met your wife i want to know how your family's doing and how you met your wife but i haven't got time oh no i think that was just the first rhyme that came into his fucking head this whole song is a rhyming dictionary it sucks yeah the yeah life and wife is like baby's first song (laughs) right it's like strife and knife knife yeah. yeah And then, yeah. Well, and then the second verse is not even, you had important things to do working morning, noon, and night. With all the money that you'd made, you knew you'd have an amazing life. <laughs> like, the second verse, he couldn't even do an it. An amazing light. Muster up enough energy. To do working morning, noon, and night. With all of the money that you'd make, you knew you'd have an amazing life. But then you haven't got time. I feel like, yeah, that second verse in particular is sort of like very boomer slash Gen X-y. Yeah. We're like, I mean, as a like exennial, I can like see that I can empath- I can see and empathize with our point. Like boomers are like got to this point where like, all right, time to retire. Yeah. And like, I've just worked my fuck. I didn't have any time to be with my family. Whereas like, I don't know. I feel like millennials come at it with a very different like, hey, fucking fuck work. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to for the work for the man. Like, it's like I live to work. Don't work to live. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever the, whatever the reverse yeah. is. Yeah. And so, like, I can see both sides of it, and I, I, it just feels very like twentieth century. Yeah, for right? sure. 
Oh man, the grind. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, I think that's going to be a repeated uh, common theming in this album, especially when we get to too old, right? But also, is, I mean, it speaks to my personal privilege. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in a white collar job. There are still people who like have to work like, you know, 42 hours a week at a fucking burger joint if they can get the. What we haven't replaced them yet with AI. Man, <sighs> can't wait till we live in a post scarcity society. <laughs> well, they'll never let us. No, oh god. The, the Bilderberg group. Um, hey, I hate to, uh, I'm gonna, the final verse of the song is exactly what you said. We'd like to play you another song to help your heart feel light. A song that can heal this troubled world so you can sing to yourself at night. He does light and night there. <laughs> the exact rhyme that you said. So he uses night twice out of all the 16 lines in this song. He also uses life twice. Jesus Christ. Wait, where's life? I want to hear about your life. Oh my god, make an amazing life. This fucking sucks when an eighth of the lines that aren't we have enough time are the same thing like, man fucking wildly bad songwriting just feel- wild not there's no absolutely no excuse you can make that you can be like well he was trying to do this no that's just first draft bullshit <sighs> no i'm so bummed like i know you're capable of more kev i want i want to hear you i want to hear your good songs well, I think he's got two more songs on this album. Okay. So he's got time. All right. He he's has got... enough time. So this is First Strike, Kev. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to see if we... I think if all three Kev songs strike out for you, that's when we stop the podcast. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like, what if you I can no longer derive joy from Kevin Hearn? Like, exactly. Because, I mean, that's... I look forward to Kev songs. Yeah. Like, with Ed, I'm like, okay, fine. Another Ed song. Great. Yeah. With Jim, I'm like, okay, another Jim song, I guess. <laughs> who, who, who loves you, 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 I'm Jim. His songs haven't been like that forever. His last songs were just like, I'm giving you an uh, brick to the head. <laughs> and that's the Jim I miss. The fucking frantic cocaine adult. I got the best shoes. I got the best shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's the Jim I These shoes are going to go fast because I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> and now it's just, my street is small. I live on a small street. I love narrow streets. I know you do. I think it's fine. But you have to admit, the songwriting has declined. They are, and I think this is my critique of the entire album, and I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad thing, but they are writing what they know, which is being 52-year-old fucking chart-topping of millionaires. Of course. So they're writing about touring. They're writing about, you know, their fucking nice house that they live in the greater Edmonton in what Cabbage Town or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. You know, that's fine. And, and we've talked about this countless times before is that there's nothing left for them to write about. Right? There's a lot for them to write about. They're just not cho- they're just not doing it. But they don't I don't think they know. I mean, write to... about a fucking grizzly bear with a fucking meth problem. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if they wrote a, if they wrote the end credits theme for Cocaine Bear, that okay. movie. That would fucking rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like. OK. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just don't think they know how to write songs like that. And I hate to fucking demean them. I think they need to take a songwriting class. You know what I mean? I think they need to... I went and saw Ben Fold's concert, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how he did online Zoom songwriting classes over the pandemic. And he said just fucking, like, get the newspaper, open to an interesting article, take that character's POV, and write about... You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. But, like, they can't get outside of their POV because I think they know they're successful. And it's like, well, why would I bother doing anything else? I mean, they don't want to, and that's yeah. fine, and they don't need to. I mean, what does Bare Naked Ladies owe us? Nothing, right? They don't owe us anything. What does any artist owe their fans? Right, exactly. Like, I mean, we're, but, we're critiquing them for, for, like... No, I think they do owe them something. I'm taking the opposite view. Oh, okay. I think that you, you owe your fans a reliable experience. I think you owe them... Bare Naked Ladies are nothing if not reliable. You're right. 
we know you can go you can go we can go to the last song on earth tour next year and get 90 percent of the exact same fucking songs we know what we're getting you're right you're right all right so here's the thing like back when they were young in their 20s or what they were writing like songs that were like energetic and fun for the most part or some some sad sack steve songs right and now they're writing songs that are energetic and fun for like a 50 year old right which is like hey i it's i'm a little older but i'm still having a good time right yeah <laughs> i wish i really had enough time to have a good time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i feel that so what? So like, yeah. So I mean, so so, so they haven't changed. Are you saying we're not 50 so we don't get it? No, I'm just saying they haven't really changed as a band. Like they're still doing what they did. They're just doing it in a different way. But, but, no, I think you're you're 100% wrong. Okay. Because I think back then they had Steve. And Steve had the capability to say, what if I were Brian Wilson? What if I were an abusive boyfriend breaking into my ex-girlfriend? What if I were the CN Tower? <laughs> He had the idea, what if I were, in his head, right? <laughs> and so he had energetic, fun songs, but they had depth to them because he was pretending that he wasn't what he was, right? <laughs> they cannot see outside of... That's a very fair critique because, like, have they written a song from a perspective outside their own at any point I don't think in the so. last, like, four albums? I don't think so. Oh, no. I know. They can't fucking do it. They need to take a songwriting class. <laughs> very good ladies are... This is an this. intervention. This is an intervention. <laughs> I hate this. God, I hate talking about these with you because I was like, whatever, the song sucked, but it was fine. But now I'm angry at the very good I mean, it had a, if I If I could say it had like a very a kind of like a Beatles vibe to it. One of the YouTube comments that I read called it out for being very Beatles-y. Yeah, and like, I, a, like the Sergeant Pepper era. 100% yeah. agree sort with that. Sort of like that. dreamy, trippy a little bit. The like that doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. Just like the fucking carnival. For sure. Yeah, it definitely felt like that. You could tell that's where Kev was drawing inspiration from. <laughs> I did write that uh, it, this is a, this would be a good closer for concerts, like an apology. For <laughs> exact. See, I'm we're very both on sorry. The same I'm very page. sorry. We're on the same page. Um, and for a song about not having time, this song sure fucking meanders. Yeah, it certainly squanders. Hey, if you don't have enough time, like maybe not put in sixteen <laughs> fucking choruses. Yeah, or the br man that bridge, it's time. rough. Time is what puts us to the test. Time makes the lemons lose their zest. Time puts us to the test. Okay, I guess it does. Time makes lemons lose their zest? Yeah, because they like rot and get mildewy. But what? It's some rhyming dictionary garbage where he had tests and so he opened it up. Time invites us to do our best? Time makes a big old saggy breast. That... Because you're, you're, you know... Listen. Man or woman, you're... Or anything, your boobs are gonna fall. One hundred percent. You're, you're right saggy, there. You're gonna get saggy breasts. I don't think time invites us to do it. I don't think time gives a shit about us. I think personifying time in a way that asks it to uh, it asking us to do our best. What does time owe us, brother? A reliable experience, <laughs> and I think it's been delivering on that since the beginning of it. Um, musically, 
Uh, I like, liked the harmonium, like yes. the like the little fucking meandering. It wasn't an accordion. It was like it felt, it felt like I a. It was a melodica, but I might don't be know yeah, what it a was. harmonium melodica. Something something smaller, a small accordion. It sounded like it is the only part of the song that has any movement to it. The rest just kind of trudges. There is a banjo too, which is really low in the mix, which I kind of enjoyed, and um, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is that the verses are so short that we can never get into the specificity of who these characters are, right? It feels like... Oh, yeah, that's, there's no specificity in the song. That's something that, like, really bummed me out. Like, Kev, give me, give me what... Like, you're sitting in a fucking In-N-Out burger, like, ruminating about how you don't have enough time to finish your fries because sure. the other boys are like... Sure. Ed's just about finished his shit and the van's going to drive off. Or dig into fucking... What is this guy's job? Why does he not have enough time? How does his family feel about it? What is it... Giving me four lines that, like... Your life you thought would be good isn't good. Do, do, do. <laughs> that's the song is like, that's nothing. You're giving me nothing. You have to tell me about your fucking me slow, showing me your Google Slides presentation about your trip to Jerome at least was specific. <laughs> you gave me something to dig into there. I don't know. Um, yeah, this. There. So, uh, like. There's also a huge fucking tail on it too. We were we we're done with new lyrics with a minute left on the clock. I know, and like, there's. I thought the song was over when it just goes to tie on the symbol symbols. Yeah, and then there's 30 more seconds. Yeah. of nothing. Yeah, yeah. We he they add those dreamy little filters to the symbols, yeah. which I do like. But yeah, it, there's nothing there. There's nothing yeah. to say. I liked uh, the vocal gym, like the oh no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yes. I really liked that. I liked that specific. Like thir- three seconds of the song. There's yes, the two seconds that I enjoy are when it changes key before the bridge. I think it feels very soaring there for just. Yeah, a I second. like the I like the Oz on the bridge and like it like uh it sort of dwindles into a, like an unsettling minor key on like the do do like the. I the can see like that. It, it, that was fun. That little like it wasn't a key change per se, but it was like just like like glancing at the minor key. Yeah, yeah. which which was an interesting choice. I liked that. That was interesting. I do. I think it's interesting, 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 <laughs> we're going to keep saying that word, that the fucking doo-doos are a Green Album solo for the melodica line. Like, they couldn't even think of a different, like, I, I mean, I'm sure it was intentional that it's aping the other, but it's just the the exact same note structure in the exact same way. Just boring. Just fucking boring. Um, I also think the bridge has these, like, blimp, blomp, plucks <laughs> in between. Do you uh, the banjo? Oh, it could be the banjo. Yeah. I, I didn't clock what it was. But yeah, beyond that, there was nothing to sink your fucking teeth into in this song. It's a nothing song. One thing I did notice, I was watching the YouTube video of it, and I, it said, um, uh, music publisher, Treat Baker. And I was like, <laughs> that fucking rule. Somebody named Treat Baker was the... And I looked into it further. Yeah. And Treat Baker is a fictional name used by the Bannock yeah. ladies in various I remember capacities. that. We've talked about that on the show. Have we really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Treat Baker Music is the company that owns the publishing rights to most of the Bannock ladies songs. And that's it. Uh, fucking, will this be our shortest episode? Very perhaps. So, um, let me see. Did you see the live version at the Red Rocks on I didn't. June 13th, 23? looking at... I mean, they just fucking played, played it. But, okay. Um, Did the crowd go fucking insane afterwards? No, the crowd just sat there, like, stunned. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I think enough time... Was that the one we saw at our show, too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do remember the, oh, no. That's, like, literally the only thing I remember from the song. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they make, they're like, you can get our new albums out now on the latest format, free. <laughs> which was a good joke what? hurry off to wherever you are at the moment and download our album wait what i don't get it because they released the album for free they did yeah when you can get it really you can get it it's, i can get it's it. free we can get it where yeah. do you download it from i don't know 
Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I didn't think that was true. Because that's like back in my day, we used to pay for music. I think I thought that might have been a joke about piracy, right? Oh, maybe. I, I think. I don't think they've released it for free. Uh, CDs. I mean, it's, here it is for sale on Amazon. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, I think that was a jo- maybe a joke about... Uh, How many uh, reviews does it have? Oh, that's a great question. Let's see. One rating, four stars. Oh, okay. Excellent from beginning to end. Four mm. stars. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's from Ed's mom. <laughs> yeah, it's from Dean W. I stumbled upon this album after arriving home on a red-eye flight from Las Vegas. I listened to it three times in a row before realizing it was released less than 12 hours prior. Solid album from start to finish. Four, more. Four, four stars. <laughs> four stars. Slightly more pragmatic and reflective than previous albums. I recommend this for all BNL fans. This man... Should we get Dean, Dean W. on the... Almost Dean Winchester certainly. On the past? He was on a fucking bender coming back from Las Vegas. <laughs> and his brain did that weird circular fever logic thing where it hooked onto this album and was like... Oh, no. <laughs> There's no other explanation for you listening to Cocaine and strippers. time three times. Wow. Yeah, Wild. Right. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, the... The like fucking uh, screen was playing stuff behind them, which was not interesting at all. It was like a Gupta Media presentation okay, because was it was like clocks and shit. No, it was like, no, no, it was not. Okay, it, it was like a bust of a Grecian woman on the monitor, and it had like a like a little bit of like After Effects static on it, a little bit, and then uh, um, then a uh, statue of the Venus de Milo. So and then for some reason the Statue of Liberty. Okay, and then back to the Grecian bust, and then the Venus well de Milo. now I know that the last song on this album is about the statue of liberty right isn't it i thought there was one about the cn tower i don't know if it's about the statue of liberty oh yeah you're right it's called see the tower i forgot (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right you're right uh okay well never mind then what the fuck it's just like just gooped media like he's like uh time time old old okay um (laughs) what's old what's old what's old uh bust my mom my mom uh old old woman my busty mom my busty busty mom mom. okay oh my mother's okay naked being a child again (laughs) oh i'm in diapers infantilism who's the the biggest woman i can think of (laughs) statue of liberty okay got it oh you've done it again gupta (laughs) jimmy gupta you've done it again somebody help me please (laughs) um yeah well that sounds like it sucks that sounds fucking horrible it's just like some fucking intern threw together a Photoshop. I would feel ashamed. I guess if you're premiering a new song, maybe they didn't have time to make a whole Gupta presentation <laughs> for it. I don't know. Anyway, but you it was Jimmy Gupta on it. Yeah, get Jimmy Gupta on the on the line. I need to talk to him. Um, yeah, bro. No, I didn't see that. And nothing else to report about it. Uh, listen to it at 1.5 speed. It seemed like a 90s or 80s like kid show intro. Oh no, you haven't Dude, got enough time. I wrote in here, and I didn't say it because I didn't understand it rereading it. That this. Uh, is a Norwegian children's show. Don't know what I meant by that. Like but a sad, it, like I could, I could see it being like, because it's like folksy, right? It's a folk, okay. it's a folk song, sure, more or less, right? And it's it's okay. just it's just uh, like down the plate enough to be a fucking opening to something, sure, like yes. a, a, maybe a '90s comedy. Yes, okay, I where see that. it's about an old an old widower who moves back in with his young daughter. Okay, that's called enough time. Okay, I like that. Yeah. That could be fun. Who's its star? Anybody know? So it was Walter Matthau. It's an eighties comedy. <laughs> Long dead Walter Matthau. Okay. Well, it's eighties. He's alive in the eighties. Grumpy old old man. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Walter Matthau would be like sixty. Fran Drescher. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, 
Yeah, she was hitting in the in the 80s, bro. UHF, she's great in that. Yeah. So fun. The nanny. The nanny. Now our president. My president. Not my... You know, she, she seems like she's doing fine. She fucking killed it on the writer's strike. That's great, because do you think, like, in negotiations, she, like, slipped into, like, the nanny persona <laughs> to, like, sure fucking... Like, did. the really thick, like, New York accent to really just, like, fucking mess with <laughs> their minds? Isn't that her nat- natural accent? No, I think it's she talks like a... Uh, Normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face contort as so you were like, saying it. I feel like when the actors guild goes on strike, there's a lot of like fucking mind games they can play with. Oh uh, sure, it's like they're actors. Yeah, like so in this negotiation, we have just landed from a strange <laughs> alien planet. Like, oh, get, you think they're doing? They get their like, motivation. Yeah, the improv games. Yeah, for their, in the negotiations. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's a surefire way. To fuck do with it. the fuck with the execs. Yeah, they deserve it. It's a way to do it. Uh, that ain't working. Ooh, we might have a union captain on in a few weeks here, and he could tell us about the strike. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Exciting stuff. Oh, no. Um. All right. Uh, Ev, I think it's about time that you tell me which vampire movie this song is like. This, of course, is about the 2002 Wesley Snipes vehicle, Blade <gasps> 2. Holy shit. That's a big one. Yeah. Oh, Blade 2. Blade 2. So you used to have Blade and Blade Trinity to cover on this I- album. I don't know why I they feel lo- like those are going to be the three Kev songs. <laughs> I don't know why they locked on to Blade 2, but yeah, sure. I mean, it stars with Snipes, um, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Chris Christopherson, Varma, or Norman Reedus, and uh, Leonora Varela, which I've never really seen in anything else. Who's Norman Reedus playing that? Ron joint? Perlman. Norman Reedus plays a fucking vampire. Oh boy, that's exciting. Yeah, I think. Okay, has it been a while since you've seen it? It's been a while. That's your favorite one, right? I, it's Is the that one, Calling All Freaks? I think it's the one I've enjoyed the most because I don't see it. I see, I've seen Blade 1 50 times because my friend, our friend of the pod, the crypto naturalist Jared Anderson, will always put it on. Okay, got it. At any time. Okay. If nothing is on, comfort movie. he just puts Blade 2 on. Or okay. Blade on. Uh, Blade 2 is our friend of the pod, Dylan Wel- Welch's favorite okay. of the Blades. Not a friend of the pod. He's never been on the pod. He's still he a friend been. of the pod. He can be a friend of the pod. He's a friend of you and a friend of me. But is he a friend of the pod? Wait and see. <laughs> I love that rhyme. So, Blade 2 starts out hot on the heels of Blade 1 as... <laughs> <laughs> what? The most facile way you could have started a summer in Blade 2. Blade 2, the sequel to Blade 1. No, it starts out hot on the heels. Like, oh, so like there's no time. It's, t- there's, it's like, just like it comes right on there. Yeah. Fucking love movies so, like that. Thank you for, Kumar. You're welcome. Okay, Bay. so you just did a complete 180 from yes, like I fucking know. taking the piss out of me to uh, loving. Okay, nice. So Sorry, he's, Blade is head, heading into like the Czech Republic to look for Whistler, who, if you'll remember, was bitten by Deacon Frost in Blade 1. Okay. okay, so Whistler is his like old man bud. Okay. Right? Whistler's mother. Okay. But Whistler, yeah, so he's been bitten by Deacon Frost and uh, is turned into a vampire. But don't worry, Blade rescues him right away and cures him. Oh, easy. Easy peasy. Okay, very good. So um, it's pandemic time, right? Right. There's a pandemic turning vampires into mega vampires. Oh, like, boy. Like... Like a uh, sort of that like doesn't seem like a that's like a pandemic that makes humans very strong. Well, they're not. The thing is, they're sort of like it turns them into like fast, oh. fast zombies oh, with okay. like a fucking predator mouths. Oh, OK, so it's not it makes them sort of animalistic. Right. It's not an ideal situation for them to be in. It's like if it's like a uh, um, a pandemic that turns humans into gorillas. Does rabies make you stronger? Uh, I don't think anything makes you stronger. <laughs> okay, I think it makes right. you more willing to like use your strength to the fullest, you know, cause like when you pick something up, like you're careful about, you know, your back or sure. like, you don't want to like hurt a muscle, but if you're insane, right. If you're like <laughs> okay. on rabies, you're just going to use your full strength sure. okay. for it. everything. Yeah. Right. You don't care about it. So anyway, um, there is a master vampire, Eli Damaskinos, uh-huh. who sends his daughter Nissa to strike a deal with Blade because 
got to get rid of these extra super vampires. They're just doing a bad thing. So if a vampire gets bitten by a super vampire, it turns into a super vampire. It's like a zo- it's like a sort of zombie narrative. What happens if a human gets bitten by a super vampire? I think they also turn into a super vampire. Okay, got it. So like anybody, they bite anybody. Okay, agnostic. All right? So they strike a deal with Blade. He teams up with the Blood Pack, quote unquote, who is a like fucking adventuring party of vampires. Oh. Don't worry, they don't last very long. Okay, got it. <laughs> they, uh, Good. There's like, I think seven of them, their names are Nissa, who we've met before, the yes. daughter of uh, Eli Damaskinos. There's Assad, her like butt buddy. There's Reinhardt, Chupa, Snowman, <laughs> Priest, Varlane, and of course, Lighthammer. <laughs> Lighthammer? Lighthammer. Okay, good. And they've all got like a little shtick, like Ron Perlman is one of them. Okay. And so they've all, they've all got a little bit of personality. You okay. Know? Yeah, that's that sort of stuff. And of course, then they all... They find they go like searching for these mega vampires in a vampire nightclub because you gotta have the vampire nightclub. Of course you scene. do. Uh, then the Reapers attack. Oh yeah! By the way, the super vampires are called Reapers. Oh, so they who attack calls them that? everyone. Okay, that's their that's their word for <laughs> their themselves. And, you know, you gotta call people what they want to be called. Sure. So the Reaper leader tries to recruit Blade. Um, sort of like, hey, hey, bud, we both hate vampires. Oh, the Reapers have a leader. Yeah, they have a leader. I thought it made you like. It, well and out. Do, it does, but it does it like Army of the Dead style, where like everyone's kind of a zombie hulking out, and then there's like a, like a hyper, like the like the Prime, the Reaper Prime, who okay. is able to like control the other Reapers, okay. kind of. Okay. It's like a hive mentality, you know. Okay. There's it's a it's falling apart already, but okay. No, I mean okay. it's played too. Right? Okay. What, do you want, what do you want from it? What do you want from it? So um, throughout this, the fucking blood packs either getting bit and turning, or you have that zombie thing where one of them gets bit and is like. I can I can fucking power through this and no uh-huh. he just turns on the fucking blood pack sure. and blah blah blah. So blood pack gets chewed through pretty quickly. Um, they turn on each other. Blade saves the day. Uh, what he does is he sprays a bunch of Reaper pheromones. Oh, because you know, they're pheromone based, and then sets off a UB UV bomb. Okay, cool. Blowing up a bunch of Reapers has a big fight with. Uh, uh, it turns out that uh, Eli Damaskinos made the Reapers because he was trying to get a super vampire like upgrade himself. Because if you Think about it. Like blade vampires aren't great. Yeah. Like they are humans, right? Who can't go out in the daytime, sure, and have a lot of extra like problems. Yeah. Like if they get touched with silver, explode into dust. Sure. Can't if they eat like regular go food. out into, they can't eat regular food. They yeah. have to eat people. Like, yeah. I mean, presumably they live forever, but they've got so many fucking problems. None of them do. Yeah. Sure. And like even like the elder vampires in the first one, like they're like, hello, we have been alive for centuries, and like some fucking guy just comes in and kills them all. Right. Easily. <laughs> Easily kills them all. <laughs> right. So anyway, Eli Damascanos wants to get Blade's blood. He wants to juice Blade. Okay. Because he's like, okay, this didn't work. But what if I juice Blade? Daywalker, you've got all the powers that a vampire should have. Brother, the juice ain't worth the squeeze in ain't that scenario. Ain't worth the squeeze. <laughs> Blade gets out, fucking kills Eli, fucking kills the Head Reaper. The Head Reaper invites his love interest, Nissa, and she's like, I want to die as a vampire. So Blade walks into the sun because he can do that. She can't. Boof. She explodes. End of movie. Puff. Wow. Puff. That sounds like a fucking great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were going to use Morbius in the movie. Oh, that would have ruled. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, no, we want to do our own thing with him. Like, we want to have a Morbius movie. Okay. Is that and what Blade Trinity was? No. Okay. They fought Dracula in Blade Trinity. Yeah, Dracula's The Morbius movie was Morbius. Well, I mean, that's... What, what did Sony do? The Blade movies? I believe so. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and now it's New Line and Warner Brothers, oh, friend. Okay. So, no, I, I don't know how they would have had the rights to use Morbius, because Morbius at that point was sold to Sony, I think. Maybe that was it. Maybe that right, was I just it. remember they said they wanted to use Morbius, but sure. either he was sold or they wanted to, Sony wanted to do his own thing. Morbius's thing, his subtitle is The Living Vampire. That's just a person, right? <laughs> I mean, what's a living vampire? Blade. Blade. A dampier. All right. 
Uh, so tell me how this song. Alucard. 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 How's the song like Blade? So, um, let me uh, give you one last thing. Uh huh. This is uh, Roger Ebert on Blade. Okay. Blade 2 is a rather brilliant vomitorium of viscera, a comic book with dreams of becoming a textbook for mad surgeons. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's, a, that's pretty that's good. A fun All quote. Right. It's a fun quote. I love it. So, um,. It's shot in the Czech Republic, where like ninety percent of of like all horror action movies from the two thousands are shot. Why tax cut? It's probably cheap, and it, I don't think they loved that like blue European filter. Okay, like you put that sort of like dirty filter on the on your lens, and you just you could go. do that anywhere. <laughs> you well, I, think, I think the Czech Republic, especially Prague, because it's an old city, okay. but it's also a modern. It's sure. like one of the oldest modern cheap you can get to, and it's probably fucking cheap as shit to film yes. there. Yeah, they sell those filters for so cheap in Prague. Yeah, yeah. You can get them they so give cheap. them away. They really do, yeah. The government gives you those cameras, <laughs> the blue filtered cameras. Yeah. Okay, so despite being immortal, like I said, blade vampires have a sort of a frenetic energy. Uh-huh. They seem like they're in a hurry at all times. Okay. Like, because they're, they're living life, they're having a good time, but like, you never get the impression that they're they're there. They're, they're, um, for a good time, not a long time. Okay. Because like they're always like, oh, drinking blood, having vampire nightclub, we're having a great time, blood fucking uh, sprinklers. Yeah. It's great, they're having a good time, and then they get killed. Like, Blood sprinklers is a weird... Like, what if we had turkey gravy spray? <laughs> like, nobody would enjoy well, that. I imagine like blood is also like alcohol to them. Like, it gets some kind of high. So uh, maybe okay. the blood is laced with like PCP or something. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're on the same page. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So um, they're super weak. And they want to be stronger, mm-hmm. right? So they want to have like they want to get be like actual vampires, but uh-huh. they kind of fuck it up um, because they don't really have. Damascinos doesn't have enough time. What he needs is a blade blood. Okay, he needs the blade blood. He needs the blade blood. So um, it's got an infection narrative, and it's sort of that that sort of like it resonates nowadays with the pandemic and sure. whatnot. Um, I mean, not that COVID makes us into like gorillas, like k- k- nature's perfect killing machine. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I feel like uh, if if COVID turned us into gator men. Oh wow! Shark men. Think about it. Think about so it. Even for a little while. All right, listeners, I want you to take 10 seconds and think about it. We're going to be quiet. Wow. wow. That was startling. <laughs> just just take a moment to be present. I, just, just sit in that. I, it opened up a lot of... <laughs> you know, like, like it, it unlocked a lot of things in my head. We don't take enough time in these reviews to just, you know, sit. Yeah. And just Now that's true. That is true. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> okay. It's uncomfortable podcasting. So Blade never has enough time. Uh-huh. He's always up against it. Like, I feel like Blade is always running from place to place. Like, what would Blade do with infinite time? <laughs> I don't know. Start a burger franchise. Okay, sure. He would uh, write a novel. Yeah. Memoirs. What would Blade's burger franchise be called? Burger Inn. Burger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, I want to, I wanna, like, Daywalkers with, like, fast food. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, this is the the pun off. Yeah. Sure. It would be um, grill walkers. No, <laughs> grill walkers is pretty fun. I don't okay. know. Fillet walker. Fillet walker. Fillet walker. Fillet walker. He does uh, fish fillets. Okay. It's a, it's a fish and chips place. It's, fish, okay. it's a fish sure, and chips sure, place. Sure, got sure. it. Got it. We got there. So um, half the runtime of this, just like half the uh, song, enough time is action scenes. Uh huh. And enough. To, Kev wanted to do the opposite of that, where he made <laughs> half the song nothing. Okay. Sure. To give us enough time to like. Think sure. about the the important point scenes. So, um, and also I feel like post pandemic, a lot of people have like taken stock of their life. You know, like having to put yourself in a bubble, so to speak, to, to whatever extent you were in a bubble, um, 
and then like go out because I know the pand- like, pandemic has been like, hey, man, I want to go out more. I want to do more things. I want to see more things. So like that made me realize that maybe we don't have enough time, just like the Blade pandemic made the vampires realize they might not have enough time. Sure. So, I mean, there's just a lot of parallels I see between Blade yeah. 2 and enough time. Yeah, I could see that. Interesting. Okay, cool. Wow. they also used a lot of songs for magical mystery tour in blade 2 yeah 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 Yeah. was the soundtrack to blade 2 good do you remember anything from it i feel like if it's 2002 it's like all new metal uh probably let's see music blade 2 soundtrack okay because name a band i'll tell you if they're on there or not uh rammstein uh rammstein is amazingly not on here oh you know what it's not it's a lot of techno okay that makes sense that's that's good yeah you got fat boy slim you got roni size you got bt paul oakenfold uh yeah gorillas wow uh groove armada fuck yeah wow crystal method this fucking rules moby's on here oh okay you're falling you're just falling in love with blade 2 all over again maybe i will enjoy some blade 2 maybe i do love blade 2 (laughs) Uh, okay. I mean, well, it's a fun movie. I think it's about time to rate this fun song. <laughs> All right, Ev, as we usually do, now it's time to rate the song. We rate it on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes the song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. As usual, we start with you. What do you think? Beep, beep, beep. The alarm clock wakes me up. I'm like groggy. I hear my kid running around. Uh-huh. Fuck, it's 8.30. I got five minutes to get my kid to the bus. Jesus. I got him. So I'm running around, go to my closet, blurry, pull out a t-shirt, put it on, pull out a sweatshirt, put it on. Kid's like, I want my Cheerios. Bam, bam, bam. Kicking on my door. Put my pants on. I'm like, fuck, okay, okay come and put another pair of pants on. Put my <laughs> socks on. Put a hat on. Oh, is it winter? I don't even know what second season it is. I pour the Cheerio bowl in. Take a garbage bag, put it over my head. <laughs> oh, no. What am I doing? Step into a watermelon. I got watermelon shoes. Oh, no. I'm out there. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. This is, this is an airborne toxic event. I got to put gloves on. I stumble out to the bus stop and all your parents are like staring at me because I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Kev, you look stupid. The song makes you look stupid and you're not stupid. I hate this song and I hate you for making me do this. Be better, do better, Kev. Please. Make I, good choices, Kev. I'm on my knees, Kev. Just write a fucking Jerome. I don't write a song about a fucking random ass thing. I miss those. I miss them. Kev, next album. Pretend you're an apple. Just fucking pretend you're an <laughs> apple. What feelings? Take might us an back to have? fuck. I'd even take Vegetable Town. I'd take oh Vegetable my Town. God, I'd take Vegetable Town right now. Fuck. At least Vegetable Town was about something. Is that the last time they were creative? Is snack time? No. There have been songs that I've enjoyed. Yeah. No, I liked. Yeah. I mean, like I like Narrow Streets. I liked. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Kev song. No, that... no, no. I mean, creative in that taking a different POV. Oh, okay. Probably. Okay. But I was still with Steve, though. They must, yeah. have, they must have written some weird song. I guess uh, the song about every subway car, that's a different POV. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. We got something. Okay, we got that something. was on their first post We got Steve something. Album. Flip! Flip! Not a Take s- a little sip. <laughs> what about, uh, um, what's that one about someone's in the kitchen with Dinah, Dinah, sm- Mina? Oh, uh, Internal Dynamo. Yeah, that was a weird one. This <laughs> is not taking a different POV. It was, that was about the moon. Wasn't it? I don't know. What so was Kev, internal Kev, dynamo about? Nobody knows. Well, it's because the moon had no internal dynamo. That's where they got the... They took that Ben Fold songwriting class. They opened the newspaper. I that's think that was the it. whole idea. That's it. They did it. They did it. Never mind. Last you album. Know, Last album. Wrong. You know yeah. what? This song, my dick is flapping around. What a great song. So anyway, all you can see is my lips. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. My pu- I think I'm on the same level as you. My puckered lips. I think that... The camera pans up from the bottom, and you see my bare-ass feet, my little twinkly toes, my little digits just sort of wiggling down there. 
and then you pan up and you know what maybe you do see get around the kneecaps you see the tip of my dick down there you know what i mean <laughs> and uh we pan up pan up but then i think past the waist i'm just wearing thousands of shirts <laughs> thousands and thousands of shirts right the camera has to like pull back it pulls back, back. it's back. the widest lens you've ever back. seen yes <laughs> Uh, a tracking shot. This shots. song has so much potential. I saw it. I was like, it's a Kev song. This is exciting. I like Kev. I think he's great. He's imaginative. Hidden Sun is still like the gold standard as far as BNL is concerned. And then you just get to it and it's like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. This is not. It's a burger from your favorite uh, fast food restaurant that is on like a fucking rotten bun. That's a bummer. With old meat. Man. Sloppy sides. I only get to go to Jack in the Box like once a year. <sighs> they fucked you. Next time, I'm going to get those little tiny tacos. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. What? <sighs> <laughs> you sleepy butt? Yeah. What, okay. What senses can we, like, simplify? Oh, 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 oh now we're talking. <laughs> Let's simplify some senses. Okay, sight. Uh, I think that instead of seeing everything, <laughs> you should only see a small cone. Yeah, like just give me a narrow street. I think um, we should only be able to see shapes. I really want to just constantly whip my head around to get a feel for a room. Or like you're like, like, like a bird or a, like a bird. That's fun. Like a, one eye than the other. Yeah, so we yeah, move yeah. our eyes to the sides of our head. That would be nice. Yeah, okay. But we don't like give ourselves like the binocular vision, so it gives us a constant headache. Sure. We got to keep one eye closed. I think smell. Uh, we should be able to identify smells, but only the first letter of the thing we smell. So if we smell bread, your brain goes B. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's something around here. It's either a dog or diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Diaper or donut. <laughs> I'm going to eat it nonetheless. Uh, well, you know what? That would make your taste a lot better, right? If yeah. taste were just first letter, you could eat diarrhea. Well, you taste. I think taste should be only like reverse it on your butthole. Oh, so that, you taste everything coming now out. Now, is that simplified or is that complicated? Oh, yeah, never mind. Okay, yeah. How do we so, simplify taste? Get rid of one of them. Okay. No more umami. Okay. Fuck umami. We just discovered it anyway. <laughs> Throw it the fuck out of here. People lived without umami, love umami. for generations. Uh, how do we simplify hearing? <laughs> <laughs> you can only hear your name. Okay. <laughs> that's very good. I mean, that's basically all I do anyway. As a narcissist, uh, yeah. I just listen for that. Have that Google alert set up for my name. And finally, touch. I think that we can only touch things that we can see, right? That simplifies it. That's... So if you put your finger in a box, oh, okay. you're like, I. literally, it's like I'm in a void right now. Yeah, that simplifies it. So we don't have that complicated, you know, you know that experiment when somebody like tucks their hand behind their back and yeah. you put a fake hand out and you right. hit it with a hammer? Yeah. You're like, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. I don't feel it because I can't see it. My, yeah, okay. Perfect. Cool. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Hope we answered your question, <laughs> Wheel. What? Uh, you know what else is simplified from its original concept? Is this going to be insulting no matter what I say right now? Uh, that's yes. Tales of the Voidfarer. Oh, hey, that's a little guy for you. That's a little guy for me. It's a D&D 5e Spelljammer podcast nominated for Best Podcast at the 2021 Any Awards. Follow the spacefaring adventures of Ravnus, Luckbeak, and Marco as they find themselves new recruits on the crew of the Voidfarer, an independent Spelljammer ship exploring a new crystal sphere called Crotspace. 
Can they uncover the secrets of the lost Kratorian Empire, or will they fall victim to the same mysterious calamity that befell the ancient wild spacefaring civilization thousands of years ago? An original D&D 5th edition campaign inspired by the classic AD&D setting, Spelljammer. Which now there is a Spelljammer 5e book, so yeah. what's the fucking point, Nick? So what... Are you guys still doing that? You doing? You coming up? Well, I'll tell you what. We have not done tell an episode me what. since uh, May seventh, twenty twenty three. Okay. So that was when the last episode came out. Before that, it was March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. We did take a long summer break that has now turned into a fall break uh, because uh, Nick is very busy with his new show, uh, Continuum, which he likes more than ours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that <laughs> so he's left you for another show. Yeah, he's left me. This is yeah. He's he said, I want the relationship to be open, and I begrudgingly said, if it'll keep you with me, and then he left me for another woman that he ended up liking more. So that's that's the dream, right? That, brother, that is the you dream. Don't want to stand in the way of your partner's happiness. No, of course not. No, fucking Why be would happy. You do that, Nick. Enjoy again, yourself. Also, if your partner truly loved you, they wouldn't want to stand in the way of your happiness, and you're happiest with them. So they're being selfish. Fuck, how do you solve a problem like Maria? How <laughs> do you solve a problem like Crot Space? Wow, wow, wow. So you can tell us what happened to the Kratorian Empire, though, right? Uh, I've been waiting. Brother, at this point, I've forgotten everything that's happened. It's been six months since we played. I don't fucking remember anything that happened in that game. I think I played a penguin. I think that was my character, a little penguin boy. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he's very fun. Little, little, cute guy. little baby dick penguin? Yeah, oh. Well, uh-oh. Penguins don't have the same sort of reproductive organs as we do. Okay. Do you think penguins have dicks? I'm not going to look it up, but what do you think? I mean, they birds do have like sex. Like Is some animals not? don't. Like some of them like, you know, just lay eggs and then dude comes along and sprays it with like semen. Yeah. Like birds like fuck. Okay. So I'm assuming penguins have some sort of like dick. Okay. It may not look like what we think a dick looks like. Okay. Penguins are barely birds though. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I mean, look at a this robin. Is what our listeners come for is like anti, anti fucking penguin propaganda. Look at a robin and look at a penguin and tell me which is a bird, <laughs> right? Like that's stupid. Yeah, fucking idiots, <laughs> fucking penguins. Same thing. Fat little pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm not Rolling insulting around. penguins. I mean, they don't like. I'm just saying they're, they're not birds. In the fucking Arctic. Yeah. Well. Dumb shit. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, I hope we answered your question. Continuum. <laughs> And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this bing and we figure out what we're doing today. I bet you're tired today. Thanks, that was fun. Spin again. If you get this three times in a row, the show ends. We've got, I think two is our big We have gotten two. The wrong man was convicted. Back who should to cover? Who should back? <laughs> who should cover this song? Enough time. God. Well, the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to hear Ringo Starr. Ringo, do, okay. Do it. Ringo Starr's All Star. I think we've used Ringo Starr's All Star Band before. Have we really? I mean, I think there's a lot of parallels between BNL and the Burritos. <laughs> burritos is a good, a good band name. Um, who should cover this song? Who's a well? Do we want to go with type like a, a sort of like stream oh, of consciousness meandering songwriter? I would, I would like to go against type a little okay. bit, right? So someone who puts a, usually puts a lot of a really good like thoughtful artist, like Taylor Swift. Sure, maybe a Bruce Springsteen. 
I'd like to hear Bruce Springsteen cover Enough Time. Enough Time! <laughs> That'd be fun, right? He likes to paint these visual pictures of, you know, these rundown white-collar people trying to escape their lives. Blue-collar people. Or blue-collar, I mean, yeah, trying to escape <laughs> their lives. Rundown white-collar people. <laughs> 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 I hate day trading. Oh, fuck. I want to well, escape like, I, like, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like white-collar has a lot of ways to replace blue-collar. Like, you know, you sit in a fucking cubicle farm all day on the phone. That's the new, like, blue-collar shit. Oh, yeah, that is blue-collar. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah, blue-collar. Even though you're in an office wearing a suit and not doing manual labor. Yeah. Blue-collar, I mean, blue-collar never made sense for manual laborers. They don't fucking have collars. They don't, they... Well, they would. They did back in the day. Did they? You would wear a button-up shirt to the steel mill? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what do you think, Bruce Springsteen, for this song? Uh... What about uh, Tony Bennett? What if we got like an old Italian crooner? To... <laughs> Is he dead? He just died he just like died. a couple years ago. Oh, who's, the, who's the last living Italian crooner? The last living Pavarotti. <laughs> Lucio Pavarotti. <laughs> no. They're, you they're, know what I mean? Out of the like rat pack. They're, they're all, dead. all dead. Is Sammy Davis Jr. dead? Ooh, he might still be alive. I can hear Sammy Davis Jr. doing this song. <laughs> yeah, do a Sammy Davis Jr. I don't know, Jr. How, to, I don't know how he talks. Please. He died in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fucking well, check know. the Rat Pack. See if any of them are alive. Okay, 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 okay. Rat Pack. I love the part of the show where we just Google a little bit. It's yeah, always fun. Okay, the Rat Pack, the Rat Pack. How they doing today? Tony Bennett, dead. Frank Sinatra, dead. Joey Bishop, dead. Peter Lawford dead 1984 these people are absolutely all dead there is no way that any of them are still alive um what about the brat pack now we're getting into something okay the brat pack so who was there another pack after the brat pack because that was the 80s and then yeah. the 2000s there was something right oh the yeah. shat pack, the shat pack. <laughs> people who shat the artists themselves. who shat themselves on stage uh okay rob lowe covering this song <laughs> Yeah, weird fucking borderline problematic. Not even borderline, problematic. Problematic guy. Yeah. Did he he do any music? I feel. Did he have a music career? I feel like there was like that, that era where like all the '80s stars were like trying to be triple threats and like get into like music producing or music in general. Oh, you know what? The 2000s was the frat pack. Okay. Yeah, where they did all those fucking drug comedies. Right. It was all. It was like uh, like Seth Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is going to do this. Yeah, okay, I could see that. Why is there no... Oh, Jack Black, Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. Okay, so Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Black. This Enough would, time! That would suck. I, I mean, he's the only musician in our meandering oh, stream. Oh, no, no! Oh, oh, oh. Well, he would... So, Jack Black would be a good choice because he would give this song the attention it deserves, which is none. He would make a joke of this song, which it is. Yeah, he'd play a little, like, toy saxophone to it, and... Yeah, that would be nice. Like, he and uh, Kyle would come out. Kyle would be on a little fucking drum set, little baby drum set like your kid has. Yeah. And just, like, in a fucking Casio keyboard. I do like that. The the meow, the one that goes... (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. Oh, no! We haven't got enough time. Fuck, that's the only way to save this. they would make Kevin sit there and watch. Yeah, as they would cuck Kevin on his own song. Fuck, yeah. I love that. All right. Kevin. Cuck. Kevin. Cuck. Kevin. <laughs> all right great i think we did it we did it oh uh, sorry no black margaritas <laughs> oh r.i.p r.i.p no gwen stefani gwen stefani she's, she's shouldering the burden she's japanese i hear i'm sorry didn't you hear that the she went on like an interview show or something like that and she was like yeah i finally went to akihabara and it was like like i was like wow i'm japanese like this is where i'm meant to be and the interviewer was like 
you mean like you felt Japanese? <laughs> like, like tried to give her an out. She's like, no, I was, I am Japanese. <laughs> Incredible. And I'm like, uh, and everyone was like, uh, you can't, you can't say that, Gwen. <laughs> She's like, just doubled down again. Incredible. This was back in her fucking phase of. I was no, it was like a year ago. She hadn't been to Japan before that. She, she had. had a whole she had. Fu- oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But like she finally, like she went to Akihabara and had like a fucking religious. I see. I see. A, a, racial, a racial experience. She became pan-racial. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. But here's this thing, like. I feel like BNL has the same problem where like Gwen Stefani has been famous, quote unquote, since she was like 18. Right. And BNL has been famous since her 20s. Yeah. Right. That's that changes your brain chemistry. It changes 100%. you as a person. And like you can't be down to earth anymore. You can't be a human being like uh, like relatable. See, that's the problem is I do feel like BNL is relatable. Ed is a, a he's rich. Of course, he's got a fucking pinball room in his house, but he's thoughtful. He's liberal. He contributes to causes. Kev is a thoughtful guy. Like for the most part, I feel like these guys are all thoughtful and down to earth. They just can't fucking write music anymore. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Ah, They don't owe me anything. (laughs) They don't. They owe me an experience that they're delivering to me. I'd really like, like Ed to buy me like a nice meal at North market next time they're in Columbus. Honest to God. I think they should. Yeah. They owe it. We've covered so many of their fucking songs at this point. Yeah. Do you think we've brought a single fan to BNL? No. Oh, it, I know at least two people we've brought to BNL. Really? Yeah. Who? Friend of the pod, M. Manier. Sure. Did we bring her to BNL? I think so. She okay. didn't really. She wasn't really aware of BNL okay. prior to that. Okay. Literal um, friend of the pod. Literal friend of the pod. Um, and I feel like a lot of other friends who <laughs> you didn't know Rick Todd Farson. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Something, I, I think we've made at least two new fans for sure. BNL. That's and what's fair. that like $50 they've gotten off for of sure. us. That's yeah. a good meal. They owe us a nice meal. $25 each. So we figured it out. What did BNL owe us? <laughs> $25 tops each. Yes. All right. Now it's time to take a question from our <sighs> friends. Our fans are slutty. Little. Just keep doing it. I can't remember what it was before. Was it Silly Little Sluts? All right. This is a question from our friend TK, the silliest slut of all. Hi, TK. In, re- in answer to your query, it would seem that, yes, Jewish people can eat human flesh. The dietary laws don't forbid it. Do you remember us talking <laughs> yes. about this? Okay. And in fact, there are instances in the Bible where it happened, either in extreme poverty or due to famine when a city was besieged. There's one story of a couple women who agree to eat each other's babies, but then after they eat one woman's baby, the other woman refuses to kill hers, and there's a legal dispute about it. Question. Wow. What Space Ghost song would be the ideal choice for BNL to cover? <laughs> TK. Oh my God. That's a... That's like a gut punch, right? There. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer this a question is a right now. Fucking nightmare. Also, the fact that they didn't kill both babies at the same time—that one baby, one woman got to keep her baby for longer—and be like, "Wow!" And now that I've seen that, that sucks. I'm not gonna do that. Like, you think it would be like a fucking murder pact? Like, right? Well, but human—I mean, flesh doesn't keep that long. So I don't know how much good yeah, eating there is fair. on a baby. You're right. Like, you want to keep them fresh. Can they throw them? I in don't the- like talking about this. Okay, all right, never mind. Let's move along. <laughs> what space ghost song would be the ideal choice for Vienna to cover? Are you? You're not as familiar with it. No, Uvra. I remember like Ramblin'. I remember Beans. I remember uh, Put Your Socks On, Mama. Now, great song. Great song. I, boy, for my dollar, I think that Ty would do a fucking killer cover of Mashed Potatoes. Do you remember that one? Mashed Potatoes! (laughs) Sweet Potatoes! Okay, it's all coming back. (laughs) Potatoes! Potato Chips! Okay, is that Brack? 
Yeah. I, I, could yeah. Tell, I could tell just by the way you're, just by the every word in that song. Does Zorak, does Zorak sing any songs? Zorak has uh, Sitnam. He has uh, Down to the River. Sitnam. Yeah. That sounds like a fucking MRA group. Sitnam is Mantis backwards. Oh. That's what they would, that's what they Sitnam. would say, too. Mantis. The females kill the males. Yeah. That's yeah. why men's got to stand up for themselves. We got to kill the females. <laughs> what? We got to become sitnames. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Down to the River is like a love song that he sings, but it's very energetic. It's not like a ballad. Um, going down to the river. <laughs> and honey, I'll jump right in. And he talks about how he wants to commit suicide because his partner left him, but then he decides that life is worth living and he finds a new woman and she loves him. And they go down to the river together and enjoy the river for what it is, not for a suicide spot. <laughs> it's real dark, actually. Huh. Uh, so Zorak's got some Zorak's got some levels. Brack doesn't. Brack has no. No. Brack Brack's has no. one level is <laughs> screaming. <laughs> screaming. Yeah. Uh, you know Andy Merrill does like he was just in Newark a couple months ago. Newark, Ohio. Doing what? Doing songs at a coffee shop. Andy Merrill, Brack's voice actor, just yeah. like goes around and fucking just does music play in coffee shops now. Like he does as Brack? No. I think he just has original songs. He probably throws some. Brack songs in there because how could you not? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Imagine sitting down, enjoying your coffee as like I don't know, <laughs> a fucking a fucking zoomer or a boomer. But sucks. <laughs> and then just like this guy's like, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." Sings like a couple original songs <laughs> and then like like I love beans. <laughs> that would be fucking incredible. Holy shit! Um, there's a song with the Pretenders. Do you know the Pretenders? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a song from the Brack show that he does with the Pretenders. It's, I think it's a classical Irish. It's a, I'll tell me, ma, when I go home, the boys won't leave the girls alone. They, okay, you know it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I can't fucking find it for some reason. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fun. I, I'm going to say mashed potatoes and I want Ty to sing it. What's your, what's your cue? Rambling for Ed? Ed would do a good rambling. He, he, could, he would countrify would do, it. Kev would do a good rambling too. I'm rambling, rambling, rambling here and there. I ramble down to visit with Agnes Rose. He would. I think you're fucking right. She slammed the door so hard it really hurt my nose. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't say broke my nose. No, he he would just tone it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you might be right. All right, that's it a good. It really pinched my toes. <laughs> <laughs> you have his character down to you. You should. Play Kev I next dress as, dress as Kev for, a game. for Halloween. Yeah, or that. I, how would you dress as Kev? I'd put on a like. You put on hospital gown. A, a, a <laughs> put on a colorful sweater. Uh huh. And then have a puppet a nearby. Puppet. Yeah, gotta have a puppet. Okay. Well, TK. What Jim? What song would Jim sing? Oh, we're doing it for each of them. Fuck. See, well, now I'd have to pull up like the uh, the the Space Coast discography here, which is not actually a problem for me. <laughs> what is the most musical, like musically dense song that they sing? Um, there's. Oh my God! It's um Scat Sandwich. It's uh, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Oh. It's just a 100% scat song. Uh, yeah. Fuck. That's exactly okay, what Jim, Jim would do. There's a Jim. And then wait, did we do Ed? I don't think we did an Ed song. Uh, an Ed song might be something like, um, fuck. has to be a Space Ghost song. Because, like, Ed is the Space Ghost of BNL. Okay, what does that mean? I want you to tell me what that means. Like, a song sung by Space Ghost. Okay, but no, why, how is he the Space Ghost? Because he's of the guy who holds them together. He's the Masked Avenger. He's the big old slut. <laughs> why is he a slut? I mean, I guess that makes sense. Uh, I think he would do, fuck, there's not a whole lot of Space Ghost solo songs. 
Fucking, I don't know, dude. Scat Sandwich is one of the main ones. Uh, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Darling. Do you remember Darling? Nope. Oh, my. What's this? Let the whatever do do. Mm. You dance so sweet. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> okay, great. It feels more like a Steve song, but okay. Uh, yeah, probably. Like, yeah, now that I listened to like the Space Ghost thing, they didn't have any lyrics for anything, did they? They just went into the fucking studio. And, I think it was and, all improv. And riffed. Yeah, ni- if not all, then at least probably 90% of it is improv. Yeah, but fuck. I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of Space Ghost songs. That makes me bummed. I love Space Ghost. Ordinary guy. I'm just an ordinary guy. I'm an ordinary guy, except that I can fly, okay. and sometimes I'm invisible. That's that's an Ed. That's, that's an, an Ed. Ed. That okay. feels Ed. That's that right. feels Ed. Okay. Easy peasy. He does September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Boom, boom, boom. My son's new favorite song that he listens to for hours straight. Hey. And I still don't quite know the lyrics. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I understand the body yas, but there's like, there's a real mush mouth in that song. But great song. Great song. Well, hope we answered your question, TK. We did. Ebo. Hey, buddy. Hey, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey baby, buddy, baby, baby boy. boy. Baby, buddy. Hey, baby, buddy, baby boy. God, I love Space Ghost. I really want to rewatch the entirety of Coast to Coast. That would be a fucking massive undertaking because yeah. it's like 10 seasons. And it like, I feel like the episodes are kind of boring on the whole. I would say the first three seasons, there's probably a lot of whiffs, mm-hmm. but I think once you get past that into the absurdism territory, I don't know if there's a lot of okay. boring. I would watch like a clip of like, uh, you know, a super cut of like two hours of the best Space Ghost Coast to Coast stuff. I feel like so much of the episodes is the context of the episodes. Like so much of them wouldn't be as funny if you didn't have this weird build up to this bizarre. I don't know. I feel like let me let me make a. Uh, list okay and we'll watch an hour of space ghost because i think that's four episodes right okay. i'm just gonna come up with four of the best perfect perfect that's great. exactly what i want great and then and we'll then, review them on the, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast we'll watch it after we'll watch it under ed council sometime oh yeah sure, sure, our sure, other sure, friends sure sure sure, sure sure okay sure, great, sure, great, great, you great, got great, it you got it you got it you got it ev what have you been doing bud writing books and. taking looks <laughs> okay very good what kind of looks Oh, all the best looks. I take the eyes of those who who cry. Okay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to talk about? Any books coming out soon? It's November 17th. No, I think my books are all out for the duration. I've got a couple in progress, but I don't know when they're going to pop- drop. Probably probably next year sometime. Good times. You doing that Heathcliff and Friends adaptation oh, that I've been yeah. hearing so much Heathcliff, about? Heathcliff, best of friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote an original song for your book? No, that's the Goof Troop song. But with oh, the Heath, Heathcliff. got it. Sure, understood. Um, um, I have a show next. Uh, oh, no, it's not the 17th today. What the fuck is it? It's the 21st already. Jesus Creases. Uh, if you're in Columbus and you're listening, I have a show Jesus Creases. Saturday, the 25th at Space Bar in Columbus. Uh, come see me. Come see Kim Bayer and the Live Wires, and come see other mystery bands that I haven't booked yet because it's still it's the first of October for us. Um, okay, but uh, come on. What's your dream band? What would you want to, to get to there? Well, how Andy about, Merrill. I emailed about twenty bands, and they were all like, oh, "I can't make it that day. I'm so sorry." Either they have other shows in town that week, and they don't want to like take away from draw of one to do both or they're like oh it's thanksgiving weekend and like i'm gonna be out of town fucking 
assholes. Um, well, who would you who would you like to be on our, bare naked ladies? You can get bare naked ladies. Yeah, uh, honest to God, probably bare naked ladies. You can get one one lady to op- oh, Steve. Oh, okay. Well, would you not? He's not part of the ladies anymore. Okay. Well, Kevin Hearn is the only one with a solo career. Yeah, I wouldn't want Ty to come on and fucking do Mary Had a Little Lamb while he smacks his great. drum set. <laughs> That'd be great. Are you kidding you, you me? Can get, you can get Tyler Stewart. <laughs> that's who you get. Uh-huh. No, that's not he who I do get. Some, he, could do, he could belt out some like fucking arena rock songs. You think so? Do a drum. He does those. Yeah, I guess that's true. But he he has backing. I mean, he's like up in front with the microphone and yeah, Ed's on the drums. you probably get some local talent to back up fucking Tyler Stewart. That's probably true. Who would? I'd be like... Live wires, guess who I got? Tyler, Tyler Stewart. Stewart. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking? Oh, he's the drummer from Barrick Ladies. Ladies. You remember the one week band <laughs> from the nineties? Yeah, they're still alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Ebo. Yeah, we squinked it, we squonked it, we ding dong donked it. Mm-hmm. I'm Saker. I'm Evan, and we'll see you again in one week. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>